0: Everyone and Welcome to Linux Crazy Podcast. This is podcast number 94. I hope everybody's doing good. I've been uh, attempting to do a podcast and I keep procrastinating, but uh, I was sitting around here not doing anything and I figured I'd go ahead and uh, put one together. I had a few topics I was uh, going to talk about. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, continuing with some GNOME 3.2 news in Gentoo. The other thing I'm going to talk about is the LCD filter for um, free type for your fonts and also the new uh, Gentoo Wiki. There's uh, now an official Gentoo Wiki. It's not replacing the official documentation, but as far as I can tell, basically what it is is a good little uh, proving ground to uh, put together your thoughts and uh, do a few how-tos or uh, anything else you want to put together on the wiki that other Gentoo 2 users could use. And maybe later on down the line, if uh, if it becomes necessary, it could uh, be converted into the official uh, documentation. But uh, if you've ever been wondering uh, how you could get involved, you know, a lot of times you hear people talking about, well, I just don't know how I can get involved. Well, if you're a Gentoo 2 user, and you're wondering how you can get involved, just uh, head on over to the wiki. It's wiki.gentoo.org. Uh, wiki.gentoo.org. And uh, I've put together a couple of articles myself, just fooling around. It takes a little while to get used to the different wiki syntax and stuff, but uh, it actually, uh, it's pretty easy once you kind of fool around with it. And the good thing about uh, working on a wiki is uh, you can always look at another article that's basically similar to what the one that you're going to write. And you can see how they did the different formatting and stuff. The first one I did was on my little uh, USB Android tethering. And what that is, is I have a uh, the original Google Nexus One phone. And when I'm at work, I work uh, out of a... Well, now I actually moved from the trailer. I used to be in a trailer at work, but now I actually moved into a... Uh, so called office. It's basically just a story, <laughs> a storage room I sort of hijacked to make my little office out of. I uh had no way of getting connecting to the internet and uh if you're a person like I am, I mean that is just like a withdrawal, you know. I have to go in and check my mail and maybe cruise on IRC a little bit and just kinda of goof off sometimes. So I um I naturally I run Gen two at, at my computer at work. So I had a needed a way to uh, connect to the Internet, so I used my phone. I have a, like I said, I have a Google Nexus One, and I hooked it up with, uh, uh, it's in T-Mobile, and so I would uh, tether to the phone. You can use it with the, It's it, it, you can enable the hotspot, but I noticed with the hotspot, it would use a lot of battery, and the phone would get hot. When you'd actually hook it straight up to tether, it, um wouldn't get hot and the connection was pretty good this is a 3g so uh the, the speeds are sometimes it's pretty good and sometimes it's not very good so it can be a little frustrating i did the little uh i had first i done a little how to on um the gentoo forums and then i converted over to um the uh, gentoo wiki so i did the one on that and then i did the one on Oh yeah, I did the one on the D-Link DWA140 USB wireless N adapter. Now what that is is it's a uh, it's a wireless N USB adapter. And what's good about that is is that you can, you know, take it from one computer to the next. I mean, if need be, uh, most laptops now have wireless, so it's not that, but you could take it from one desktop to the next if you wanted a wireless. And the reason I uh got it was that I upgraded and went to a 4G uh, hotspot at work. Uh, I, it's the same company, T-Mobile, and uh, my contract was up, so they had kind of a deal. So for $50 a month, I get 5Gs of 4G, uh, at 4G. And I live down here in South Florida, so the actual, the 4G is actually pretty darn good but I needed a way to connect to the to this hotspot. Now, I tried figuring out maybe I could tether to it, and it seems it's a modem. I'm, I, I probably could because I used to use a regular modem, you know, using PPP and stuff like that, and it might work with network manager, but it would take a little bit of figuring out to actually how to, you know, tether to it. Uh, but uh, the high hotspot works great, and it actually even has a, A little mini flash card that I bought one for, it It was 16 gigabytes, and you can actually store, you know, you can back up files and stuff to that uh, on the network. Now, I'm the only one on the network at work, but I still, I back up, I can back up stuff to that little hotspot. That's what I've been doing. It works works really good. It's a web, open up the configuration on the web, and you can actually uh, upload files to the little card. And the, uh, back to the D-Link DWA-140 USB Wireless N. Now, this is just recently. It used to be a bear to get working, and it wouldn't really work that well uh, for me. Uh, but here lately, they, the drivers went from staging into the mainline kernel, so it's actually working really well. And with the new GNOME 3, I've moved to network manager, and network manager works works really well with this uh wireless in uh, USB stick. What I did was I went ahead and uh, compiled the drivers directly into the kernel instead of modules. So I'll uh, I'll put a link to the um the wiki and I'll link to my two little articles and you can uh, check it out. This uh, actual USB wireless stick uh, like I said, it works really well, and I've gotten to kind of like uh, Network Manager. The GNOME 3 uh, and Network Manager it's kind of you know goes together, so all the support and everything is already included in GNOME 3, and uh, so you really might as well go ahead and use it. I used to use uh, WICD, uh, especially when I was using Openbox and stuff like that, but. Uh, with GNOME 3.2, you might as well just go ahead and use uh, network manager. And it's actually works pretty good. You just, one little thing you have to make sure you have to make sure that you're in the plug dev group in order for the user to be able to, uh, change the settings and enter the password and all that good stuff, because otherwise it's going to, you know, ask you for your root password. You have to do it as root. But I just, uh, what I did was I went ahead and so i could see exactly how it works and everything i went ahead and did a fresh install on this one box i got it's a pretty nice box i put together it's uh, i got a pretty inexpensive motherboard and it's i uh, got a nevita card in it a <clears throat> pretty good Nvidia card i got a good sound card in it and i got it's eight gig of ram and it's got a, a core two duo 2.53 gigahertz Processor, so it's it's plenty beefy enough. It's got a 750 gigabyte hard drive, and but most of the stuff except for the hard drive and stuff is basically stuff I bought used. The only thing I bought new was I bought the motherboard new, and that's it. Everything else is used stuff I bought off eBay or I had laying around. So I put that together, and basically what I wanted to do was I wanted to put it together a fresh install of GNOME 3.2 for this box for work, and go ahead and get the uh, wireless working and all that. So for the wireless, like I said, I used this D-Link uh, 140 USB stick and got that all working. And basically what I did was I went ahead and did a stock install. Now I use the X86 uh, quick install guide and just change everything for AMD64. And I go ahead and get, get, get a regular install done. I get it booting and all that, so it's working really well, and make sure it's all up to date. Then I go ahead and do my update to Arch, and I go ahead and update the box to Arch. So I go ahead and edit my make config and that, and go ahead and rebuild GCC, the tool chain, and all that, and I'll go ahead and, and get it to Arch. And then from Arch, it's not that far of a stretch going from Arch to go ahead and in a fresh install of GNOME 3.2. Now I'll go ahead and put po- and I'll go ahead and post my uh package keywords, my package mask and my package unmask if you want to check it out on uh, linuxcrazy.com but I really didn't have to do too much editing of any files to kind of jump through many hoops and everything to get gnome 3.2 uh installed there's a few little things you have to do but it's actually not very much I mean you really have to give the uh Nome developers a lot of credit putting together this uh, this Nome 3.2, and uh, one of the main uh, people that's been working on it here lately, that basically moved everything and tested everything, moved it from the overlay to the regular portage tree, is Alexander Rostotev, and his uh, nickname is Tetromino, and he's actually done a whole lot of work as far as testing and moving and updating and fixing bugs and moving everything from the Gnome overlay to the regular Portage tree, the official Portage tree. Now, there's other guys that have done a lot of work behind the scenes or have been working on it for a while. And you can check out the uh, Gnome project page and see some of these developers. And some of the ones that I've seen doing a lot of work on it is... Now, my pronunciation is going to be terrible. Is Giles Darling Q. And that's Eva. And then Nerby Calkin. he's been around a long time. That's Nervy. He's done a lot of work. Now, Pancho Ramos, he's, he does a lot of work, but he basically has been keeping up the stable packages, fixing all those bugs and going ahead and bumping stuff and getting them uh, updated. And uh, that's about... The, there's a few other developers in the GNOME team. Now, Mart, you know, Rossep, that's Leo... He hasn't been that involved with GNOME lately. He's been working on the GS Streamer and um, ARM uh, processors and some other stuff. Uh, You've got Jonathan Kalin. That's ABCD. He does a lot of work with E-classes and different stuff. And then uh, Daniel Granwitz. That's Dang. Now, I haven't seen him too much lately, but uh, he does a lot of work. As far as I know, he was doing a lot of work on the overlay. So that's your... That's your uh, developers for your GNOME project, and you really have to give them a big pat on the back because this GNOME 3.2 is absolutely awesome. I am starting to get to like it. Uh, I'm getting used to it. Uh, basically, a lot, what I use now a lot is go ahead and use the Alt tab, which is something you would think that I had used before, but really I had not, hadn't been using it that much before and now I'm getting used to using the alt tab. Basically you just go alt tab and you can switch between uh, open applications. And if you have like two or three terminals open and you don't know which one to switch to, then you go ahead and you do the alt tab, but then you do the alt and you uh, tap on the uh, key above the tab. And that'll show you a little preview of the window. Another thing that is very handy, is to go ahead and you just hit the Window key. That switches you between the, the Overview and the Desktop. Or you can do the same thing with the Alt F1 key. And then you can do the uh, the other one you use is the Alt F2. That, that pops up a little command dialog where you can open programs or run different commands. Uh, one of the commands you'll run is Restart. It's basically what it does is it restarts the GNOME shell in case you've made some configuration edits. There's a bunch of more keyboard shortcuts. Another thing I liked about it too was I was able to go in and edit the keyboard shortcuts and put custom keyboard shortcuts. So what I did was I took all my my different uh, keyboard shortcuts that I use on OpenBox and I just went ahead and converted them to GNOME 3. So I got Nautilus opens and G-Edit opens and Firefox opens and Mail opens and Nautilus op- opens and Office opens and and my terminal's open. I can either GNOME Terminal is Alt-T or U-R-X-V-T is u Alt-U to open it. And it works really nice. Uh, I haven't had any trouble at all. And I'm using a Nevada card. Now, here a while back, maybe it was some trouble with the Nevada cards. But I'm not having any trouble with the Nevada cards. But I did mask the latest versions of the Nevada. And I have masked the latest versions of XOR. Uh, like I said, I'll, sh- I'll post those on uh, LinuxCrazy.com, my little files. Like I said, it's working really good. So, i got this box all set up for uh, work, and I'm really excited about that. So, I'll be using a GNOME 3.2 here at home, and then when I go to work, I'll use GNOME 3.2, and uh, that way I'll really get used to it. And I can see me using this for a long time. Uh, I've kind of figured out different ways of configuring stuff. You have to definitely, you want to use a GNOME Tweak Tool. Uh, to go ahead and change any of the fonts and everything. But I've basically been using everything by default. Now, there are some extensions that I use. Some of the extensions that I'm using is I'm using the Application Menu Extension. Basically, what that does is it gives me a menu up in the uh, taskbar. And the other one I'm using is the Places Status Indicator Extension. Basically, that gives me a way to open up uh, the Desktop Folder, Home, and stuff like that. The other one I'm using is the Native Window Placement extension. And the other one I'm using is Auto Move Windows extension. So that's the only extensions I'm using. As far as the themes, I'm using the basic, the default themes. I would like to uh, get a new Window Border. I tried another Window Border, and but I just went back to the old, you know, original the Adolith theme. So, I've just basically got all the defaults. Now the Windows I'm a little bit, I don't like the, there's the Windows focus mode. It's got three types. It's got sloppy, which is so-so. It's got mouse, and then it's got click. Well, I don't like click, but I don't like it switching as fast as it does. I'll have to figure out how to get it so the delay is longer. So, I mean, so when it pops up, it doesn't pop up so fast. So, I'll have to, another little thing I got to investigate because sometimes it'll it'll go behind another window that I would rather it stay focused longer. So I've got to uh, edit the little focus timeout uh, on that. And when I I installed this uh, GNOME 3.2 on my desktop computer here at the house, which is, I've had this one for a while. This is the same one that I uh, lost for a little while because the uh, power supply went out. Uh, but I've been using this one for, for a while, and the fonts used to be absolutely just crystal clear. And when I did this latest big update and updated to GNOME 3.2, uh, I wasn't really happy with the fonts. So I started investigating, to seeing how I could maybe improve the fonts a little bit. And I don't know if it was something that happened between, because I basically used to, even with OpenBox and I used to run a lot of uh, GNOME apps, I basically used, let GNOME do configure the fonts and all that, you know, just to save me the extra hassle. Because the fonts were always in pretty good shape, and I'm pretty sure I was using the clear type, uh, use flag slash filter, whatever that is. I uh, noticed the fonts weren't that good, and they were basically weren't that good in, in GTK apps like Firefox, stuff like that. Uh, the bold fonts were good; it was just regular fonts that weren't that good. So I w- figured I'd go ahead and see if I can investigate and try something different. Well, I went ahead and tried this LCD filter. What it is is it's a overlay, and you uh, you install the you know you install the LCD filtering overlay. It's basically put together and maintained by Paul Bradbury and uh, BI3L, which is two guys uh, from the forums. And I'll put a link to the forum post here at LinusCrazy.com. And I went ahead and followed their little instructions. They got a, it's actually got a, uh, a site that uh got the, uh, gives you the instructions of what you do. And you basically just layman a LCD filtering. Then you got to put some uh, keywords in there. You basically just add the LCD filter, use flag, and you go ahead and you rebuild uh, fontconfig, freetype, caro, and uh, lib xft. And I went ahead and did that, and I went ahead. I, didn't, I restarted GNOME Shell. I didn't notice much different. I figured, what the heck, I'll just go ahead and reboot. So I went ahead and made sure everything was up to date, made sure, you know, it was going to reboot and all that good stuff. So I went ahead and rebooted. And when I rebooted, my fonts were actually very nice. So uh, that's what I'm using here. Now, the funny thing about it is I did that new box that I installed on. I didn't use, I haven't, I'm not using uh, LCD filtering, Layman, uh, the overlay. And the fonts are not too bad. So uh, for whatever reason, uh, I, didn't, I didn't have to do it on the other computer. It's using the clear type filter. So anyway... Whatever uh, makes the fonts look good. Because I cannot stand blurry fonts. I mean, I, I like them crystal clear. So, that's what they are now. So, it works out really well. Oh, boy. So, my main thing for doing this podcast was encourage any Gentoo users to please help out the Gentoo Wiki. Just go ahead over there, check it out. Read a few of the articles. Uh, there's a sandbox there that you can actually test. Uh, another good thing about the... Gentoo Wiki is there's some templates there that you can use that will actually uh, do some of the harder work for you. I used a few of those templates in my two little articles. So uh, you can check out, go ahead and create an account there. Go ahead and check out my little articles and any of the other articles that you want to check out. Go ahead and look at the edit uh, and see the different formatting and everything. And then think of something that you would like to uh, contribute to the uh, Gentoo Wiki. All right, that's about all I got for this edition of uh, Lennon's Crazy Podcast, and uh hope everybody has a great holiday. I'll try to uh, maybe put together another podcast, but I haven't really been that uh, motivated. But I uh, keep a list here on a piece of paper, and once I get a few things put together that interest me, I'll go ahead and put together another podcast, but I'm not exactly sure when that'll be. I uh, I still would like to do an interview, but sometimes the interviews are a little bit... Uh, pain in the neck to put together because you've got two people and recording the phone call and all that other stuff so sometimes it's just as easy for me to go ahead and just do a little rambling uh, podcast like this so like I said hope everybody has a great holiday and a super next new year and go ahead and uh, send me an email If you have any questions, suggestions for a uh, podcast or, uh, you know, what I would really like is I really like some people to send me some recordings of some tips and tricks that they run across and I could add it to the podcast. It would save me from having to do everything. And that would be really nice. So, again, thanks a lot for listening and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.